gorgeous. So nice to have you. Welcome to the Your Business Your Way podcast. I'm your host, Shadia Janssen, speaker, writer, freedompreneur, and lover of all things fun. Most importantly, I'm a business coach where I help coaches make their first $5,000 and beyond in business. I help them do it their way. On this podcast, I keep it real teaching you the mindset, strategy, and spirituality needed in order to succeed in business. It's like giving you all the colors so you can create your beautiful artwork your way. So let me tell you a secret. If you head on over to heyshadia.com, you can access the first 5K coaching toolkit. It includes meditations, masterclasses, guides, EFT tapping, and a bunch of other stuff just for you to make your business successful. Ready? Let's get this party started, baby. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Your Business Your Way podcast. I'm so excited to talk about this particular subject, lessons lessons I learned from a billionaire. Something that I have been really, really good at from a very young age is learning from people that are way ahead of me. This started at first as a survival skill that basically became a thrival, thriver skill. <laughs> you know, T-H-I-V-E-R, my word, thriver that I just came up with right now. Um, so, so learning from people ahead of me, oh, more specifically, people that I do not know or do not know me. This started back when I was probably around 12, 13 years old with Kobe Bryant. I absolutely love Kobe Bryant. Um, sad that he passed about a year ago right now. Um, when I started looking at basketball and studying basketball and understanding basketball, I was in a pretty bad place. I was very lonesome. I did not have much friends. I had no direction. And most specifically, I felt like I had nobody to look up to. And honestly, I picked Kobe Bryant to be a fan of because my dad used to watch basketball and he hated Kobe Bryant, so I was like, I'm a Kobe Bryant fan. <laughs> That's how it all started. And then I started studying him because in the second grade of high school, at least that's what we taught, what we call it, I was probably around 13, 14. The teacher asked, who's your idol? Now, I've never heard of or talked about or thought about who my idol was. And since I was, you know, just starting to follow Kobe Bryant at that time, I just decided, hey, I'll pick Kobe Bryant. And I made a presentation about him. I found out about his life. I got even more inspired by him than, you know, coming from Curacao, we speak four languages. And in, in the high school that I went to, we studied five languages. So I've done a Kobe Bryant presentation in five different languages all about his life and what I love about him. (laughs) I just basically took the same presentation, translated it into different languages and showed up and presented it. 
So everyone that went to high school with me know that I'm the Kobe Bryant person. But anyways, I'm not going to talk about Kobe Bryant anymore in this podcast, but that was, you know, it's with him that I started studying people that are successful and that I could find inspiration and lessons from. It might sound like a crazy idea for some, but this is actually a legit thing that successful people do. They study other successful people even if they don't have access to them as yet. And particularly in the book, Think and Grow Rich, which is like the Bible for self-development and, you know, business people out there. The guy that wrote it, Earl, oh, it's not Earl, Nightingale, it's Nightingale, it's Napoleon Hill. Napoleon Hill that wrote the book, he talked about how, I don't remember who it was in the book. But this person had legit meetings with, he called it his council or something, that were the most successful people in their respective industries. And in his mind, he would have conversations with them whenever he had any type of struggles. So in the book, he literally gave these people their own personalities. Like some people would come late to the meeting. Some people will always speak up. Some people will be quiet the whole time. Like that is way more elaborate than what I do, honestly. But um, it was very interesting to read that in that book. Kobe Bryant in particular calls that going up Goat Mountain and Goat, you know, stands for greatest of all time. So this is a legit thing. I came up with it on my own, but it's a legit thing. So who's the billionaire that I've been learning from? <laughs> His name is Glenn Stearns, particularly from the show that I watched called Undercover Billionaire. I absolutely loved that show. If you've never heard of it, it's basically a billionaire. It started with him, right? A billionaire that gets stripped of all his possessions. He starts with $100, a truck, and a phone with no contacts. He changes his name, get dro gets dropped off in a random place in the U.S., and then he needs to, he has 90 days to build a business that is worth a million dollars. And if he doesn't, then he'll have to put a million dollars of his own money into the business that he started. And that million dollar, that hundred dollar bill that they get started with does not cover living expenses or anything. Like they don't get in none of that. They need to find and create all of that. I watched the first season and I just started watching the second season. The second season is a little bit different. Instead of having just one guy, they have three people. One of them is Grand Cardone, which I absolutely love. And... Then there's two other ladies. One of them, I don't remember their names, honestly. I'm just like getting to know these amazing women in the show, through the show. One of them is the ex-wife of Timbaland. So, and she's like a powerhouse in herself and like in her own rights, right? So what have I learned? 
from watching the show, I realized how important confidence is. These people get stripped of everything, you know, so they literally have no accreditations. They have it in their heads, but nobody knows that they're like billionaires or millionaires or any type of these things. And yet they show up like a boss in every single thing. One of the ladies in the second season is literally looking for a real estate deal when she has zero money in her pocket, right? But she's looking at that first step no matter what, no matter what. Coming back to Glenn Stearns, you know, he, he's not afraid to do, make mistakes or take risks. This guy had a hundred and four dollars in his pocket. Is it a hundred and four? No, it was like, no, he was left with four dollars. He had a hundred and sixty something and he needed money obviously to buy, to, to first of all find a place to stay and things to eat. So he realized that it was St. Patrick's Day he went into like a dollar store or some kind of place that sells all these tchotchkes and he bought everything. So he spent from 160-ish dollars, spent it all until $4, right? And when I look at myself and I see, hey, I would have not taken that risk, honestly. And I need to get to that place where I'm willing to take that risk and bet on myself because we're so used to, as human beings, to bet on everyone else. When you go and find a job, you're betting on someone else. You're betting on them and their idea and their business to make money so that you can feed yourself and your family members or your kids or whatnot. Right? You're betting on someone else. You don't know if that business is actually going to be successful. Yes, they have a track record, but still, do you really, like sometimes people work for companies where they have no idea who the owner is. And though there's nothing wrong with that, just think about it for a moment. You are betting on someone else. We don't invest in ourselves. We don't believe in ourselves enough to bet on ourselves. And especially when it comes to women, it's a sad, sad ordeal. Because honestly, as women, we're giving the short end of the stick. And then if you are a black woman, more specifically, it's even worse, depending on where you come from. I mean, it's even worse in general, but it could be some places is a little bit better than others. So it requires having that belief in yourself in order to go forward. And then coming to that idea of money, you know, Grant Cardone, I love him. I honestly haven't learned enough from him. Like I want to learn and study his stuff even more. I've only gone through his book, The 10X Rule. My friend just, I just told her about it and she was like, you also need to learn, oh, read, sell or be sold, one of his other books. So I'm gonna be, I'll probably listen to that. I won't read it. But anyways, um, 
he just talks a lot about don't be saving money. Let your money be sent out into the world and make more money for you. Like he is an investor through and through, right? He does, he's not afraid to be left empty. He trusts himself to be able to figure it out. And that's like the biggest lesson that I would say I learned from all this is that confidence to just be able to do stuff when everyone's looking at you, asking you, are you crazy? Like that guy, Glenn Stearns, he was at that point where he decided to flip a house and, you know, once he resold that house, the profit would then go into building a barbecue restaurant. And he was on a very crunched timeline, you know, when he, he bought the house, he thought all that needed to fi be fixed was like some cosmetic things, but it ended up being, you know, there was mold, there was bad flooring, there was all these things, there was nobody to help the lady that volunteered to help him because he was not afraid to ask for help. And the lady was overwhelmed. Then he found the restaurant and he told the lady, you need to design and fix that one up too. And she was like, are you crazy? Like, are you really being crazy right now? And obviously, you know, if he, if he portrayed himself truthfully as who he was and has all these, has a billion dollar business, then people would go, oh, sure. You have a billion dollar business. We trust you. But he was going as a nobody. So there was like no track record to say, hmm, this guy knows what he's doing. Like it looked like he had no idea what he was doing. Just slightly true too. <laughs> so it was beautiful to see. And I lost my train of thought here for a moment. But yeah, it was beautiful to see how he went for things regardless and how he was not afraid to look crazy. And then another thing was how he surrounded himself with the right people. The first $2,000 he had in his pocket, you know, he flipped cars and he did this. Like, he did a whole bunch of stuff, honestly. Um, when he had $2,000 or less than $2,000, he decided he wanted to, you know, open a brewery and he had no idea how to do that. So he just called the best lawyer in town and that cost him a $1,000 retainer to just get on the phone with this guy. And I was like, dude, I, me having $2,000, I would not spend $1,000 on just less of a, less than an hour conversation. Right? And that's what differentiates me from them. So I need to do better if I want to get there at some point. I need to bet on myself more. I need to have that confidence in myself more. I need to learn from this in order to grow even more. Another lesson that I learned from seeing Glenn Stearns in particular 
was how he always talked about finding the people first and then creating a product for them, which is like exactly what I teach my clients and it's exactly how I build my business, you know, where I know who I'm talking to. I call it soulmate client, which is always a past version of yourself. And then I create something for that person, which is a beautiful way of going about it, right? And he's like, that's how he built all his businesses. He would see where the needs are and then build something in order to, in order to fulfill it. I did a small burpee there. <laughs> I call my burps burpees, but even though I know burpees are another thing. And yeah, so he noticed that there was a need in the town that he was at. He noticed that there was a need for a barbecue and like there was only one good barbecue shop and then there was the beer industry that was really growing, craft beer industry that was really growing. And so he basically brought those two together because the good barbecue restaurant didn't sell any beer and the good beer shops didn't sell any food. So he created his own restaurant where you could find both. And so that's how he fulfilled that need because somebody literally said at one of the breweries while they were doing a tasting, like this would go really well with barbecue, <laughs> you know? So it was something that people craved. There was both markets were doing good and he brought them together in a restaurant. Um, what else did I learn from that? Oh, also to surround yourself with smart people. That's something that Glenn Stearns really, really emphasized. He was like, I don't know anything about this industry. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to go about it. But he built a team of very smart people. He motivated his team the whole way through. And he didn't do anything that wasn't his expertise. Everything that he did, he accomplished on a big scale was technically not his expertise, but all the little things that led him to those big results, he did not do anything that he wasn't good at. He didn't go flip the house on his own. He found somebody that is a an interior designer and also does, um, she, she did furniture repair and stuff. She He found her and was like, you're going to be in charge of flipping this house. He found somebody that is in marketing and said, you're going to be in charge of marketing. He found somebody that is a pit master and was like, you're going to be in charge of cooking and you're going to be in charge of running the business and you're going to be in charge of this. And you're, he found a realtor and was like, you're going to be in charge of finding me a, a restaurant location. Like he did not do anything that he wasn't good at which is something that newbies in business do way too much of. And I've been guilty of that. I've been guilty of spending an entire day finding the right font or the right color or the right words or the right code or the right ways to build a website, the right ways to say something, like all these little things. And though there's nothing wrong with starting that way, it is important to have that vision where you're ready to have other people help support you in that. 
in the book The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, he talks about the different zones. He talks about your zone of incompetence, your zone of confidence, your zone of excellence, and your zone of genius, right? We all have those things. We have things we're incompetent in. Um, what can I think of that I'm very incompetent in? I cannot build you a chair, for example, right? If my business needs a chair, it'll take me a really long time searching around and finding ways to build that chair that will be time wasted. Because if I paid somebody that, then I could have used that time to work my, my own money situation, like be working money, be making money, sorry, in my zone of genius. My zone of genius is coaching. My zone of confidence, for example, uh, competence, for example, is building websites. I can build websites. Do I enjoy it? No. So I just got somebody else to do my website for me that starts at the end of March. Right? Um, my zone of excellence, for example, not my zone of genius, is design. It's not my zone of genius, however. So I'm not at the point yet where I'm at the place where I'm so ready to de delegate the design work, but it's there's going to be that point where I need to do that in order to build the business that I desire. So basically, anywhere, anything that's below my zone of genius, I can hand out to other people or find their advice or their support in helping me cover and I will make sure that my zone of genius is where, where I live in and where I do things. So that's all that I would say that really came out of watching this show and learning from a billionaire. And I would love to know what were your biggest takeaways? Send me a message on Instagram or Facebook or drop by my group, Business Coaching for Lady Coaches, and let me know what was your biggest takeaway from this because I know that a lot of it is like mind-blowing and cr a crazy way of think to think, but it's also how I know and how I've seen other people succeed. And these lessons are widespread lessons, right? I always talk about your business your way. Coming with these lessons that I just came to you with, they are like guidelines to help you get to build your business your way. And that's my expertise, right? I help people with the structure and then letting them fill in the structure with whatever they want to. Because business needs structure, but what happens inside of that structure is up to you. You get to paint the, the walls and do whatever you want inside of your business. So that's it for this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. It's basically me being candid and the things that I've learned, the things that I need to work on, the things that... I didn't really talk about the things that I'm actually going to apply, but <laughs> I'm basically going to apply all of them in the way that I can as soon as possible. 
So that's it. See you around for the next episode. Bye-bye. Yo, that was another episode of Your Business Your Way podcast. Before you go applying all the goodness you learned in this episode, please hit the subscribe button so that you won't miss another episode. Also, I would really, really appreciate if you would take a screenshot of you listening to this and tag me on Instagram or Facebook at HeyShadia. I would really, really appreciate that. See you next week. Much love. Bye-bye.